You're listening to KBFT's Anishinaabe Language and Culture Show with Karen Drift and George Strong. View more content at kbft.org. Brought to you by Boys Fort Tribal Community Radio and the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. seconds after the hour and we are going to get into our Karen Drift Anishinaabe Moen language radio show so if you guys want to stand by uh, grab your uh, your notepads or anything else that you're using to take some notes uh, also want to remind everybody that we are posting these uh, videos and I know the audio quality kind of uh, is not there right now. We thought we had something figured out for today, and uh, I'm very disappointed, yeah. So, anyhow, um, we're going to press on, and uh, let's see. We usually start out, like I said, with our uh, introductions, and I'm going to go into mine, and I'll just let you know that Meshkubanes, Indigenous, Megizi, Lindun Dame, Onanami Zagai Gun, Indun Jaba. I'm from Lake Vermilion over there. The Eagle is my uh, Du Dame, my clan. And uh, Miskobanese, or Redbird, is what the, the spirits call me or know me as. And Nanamidna, Nanan, Nibabun Nagiz. And that is how many winters old I am. We should leave that as a as a uh, quiz question. How old is Mishkobanes? Nana Midana, na nan. Bibonigiz. Yep, Bibonigiz. Maybe we'll use that. So keep that in mind if you're taking notes. Nana Midana, na nan. Nibabonigiz. And let's see, Bungietta. Or eta, eta go, uh, neta, anishinaabe moen. I, I know a little, and I'm not gonna say that I'm an expert or anything. I'm learning a lot right along with you guys out there. Um, and also, let's see here, we've got in the studio our, our, uh, one of our other hosts that we used to have on the air. And I really enjoy having him, uh, on the air with us, Nashki Benes. Ginitam, Nashkibanes, Indigenous, Makwana Dudam, Spikunes, Agun, and Dunjaba, Niminuendam, Amaya, Kageona, Kintam, Anine, Pitisi, Nashkibanes, Nisimadina, Ashibajik, Babunigis, Anishmanik, Nijansa, Gidan, Nano, Nano, Nijansuk. Oh, okay. Tell them what's your Indian name. Nashki Benes. So you see Benes on the back like a... Uh, oh, so my wife is Jessie Drift or Margaret Farmer. Yeah, your great-grandma. Great-grandma. She uh, gave me that spiritual name and Thunderbird gliding down from the sky. Yeah. And I'm 31 winters old, and I have five kids, 
um, Barry Clan. It's good to be, I said I'm happy to, or I'm glad to be here today. could say different ways. Okay. No comments in Disney cars. So we can have a this long time. I lived here long time. And I'm, I'm 77. You say seven. Bejik nish kiswe niwa nana ningo daswe nish waswe. So you say seven nish waswe, ashi nish waswe. That's seven in a seven. The bivonik is. And today, nungum, minokisha gut nungum, bangi nudin, bangi nudin nungum. Sinagi bungi, little bit is bungi. Agujing. Uh, Agujing, yeah, outside Agujing. And I, I want to bring a, a nice a thought into you, to you before I start something here. Uh, never go, never go to work in a nookian. Never. Go to work with with you being mad at somebody or somebody being mad at you. Try not to do that. Try to make, try to, well, you shouldn't be mad at anybody anyway, but it sometimes that goes and makes you kind of feel sad because you had words with that person. And especially your parents, you should never do that to your parents. You should, you know, because they're getting old now, and or your mom or dad. Just, you know, you should try to be nice anyway. Never can tell what's going to happen. But that's all I wanted to give. And we got Nashki Benes here. Jeva this morning, and he's he's we're going to talk about some stuff. Me, him, and Nashki Benes and and Miskol Benes. There's so much. See, you can see a Beneshi like Benes. That's a, that's the end of a name. Bird like red Miskol Benes, red bird. In Nashki Bines, you could see out like a bird. <coughs> and there's a lot of Indian names with Bines at the end. And but uh, yeah, there's a lot of Indian names out there with the, with things that are that are behind it, like Ashik, you know, in. Like Mizanobi tongue, tongue is on the back of a name. Bines, and uh, like gig, uh, gig. How how do you say that? My, uh, Yeah, there's, 
it, it they're different the boy, the girl and the men's are different they have different endings in the indian name like uh, a girl's a late uh, a, a girl's would be binasik and a, a boy's would just be bines and like my granddaughters are sheik Ajadea Sheik and you know there's Beba Ma Sheik and Jay's is Beba Ma Shion yeah the male the, are the uh, that's like the male version right or the mm-hmm. yeah you, that's how you can tell a, a boy or a girl and, Sheik and yeah and what is Jay's name again Beba Ma Shion Beba Mashian, yeah. Almost sounds like Elena's Beba Mashik. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beba Mashik and Beba Mashian. Is that? Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many names that, like, I could, like, in back in, I think it was 1959 when, when there was, like, Harry Bonus, Frank Benner, Ray Drift, them guys were still around and they were they were talking the language to each other you know and then after they after they passed away then it just quit so probably in the early 60s it quit our language quit and early I, 60s yeah they, we would see them they, that's all they did was talk the language to each other never, they never talked English, and you know that was good to hear. Harry Bonus would come up to the Head Start where Betty was working and I was working, and he'd talk Indian to us ladies up there. The ones that he knew were were Indian. Well, there was only one, was Mrs. Tesca. She was she worked, and he'd even talk Indian to her, and he'd laugh at her. I mean. He bought an animal that that lady, but he, he it was in a good way, and he we would be in there touching the well we weren't touching it but monkeying with the food and he'd say, "Gago, gago, gupchuin don." That means don't you're going to get it dirty. Gago, gupchuin don, and uh, that's what. That just stuck in my head too. What he used to say. Kupchuin don. Yeah, that means you'll get it dirty. Google kupchuin don. Yeah. Oh, you hear we nut? You hear we nut in there? Yeah, that oh. dirty. We. Vietnam we nut uh dengue. Oh, has a dirty face. Vietnam we nut. It's dirty, but then he would say, "Gago, don't. You don't touch that. You'll get it dirty. Gago." Everybody knows what gago means, gago cup chewing done. But I was just thinking, I kind of, kind of sad because I know that, uh, I know that our, our one old man is gone, you know, QNC. I think we only have like Pete Isham, yeah. And he ain't gone here. But they, uh, Pete Isham lives on the res. 
he knows a lot of long, a long time ago. And, uh, but Hank, I think, I don't know where he lives or Delano. And I wish we could get them to come and talk, talk about what they know, you know. But then, you know, I suppose we'll be forgetting everything unless we don't have it down, you know. Because I, I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of not worried what I've been, you know, just thinking, thinking about what, what will happen, you know, in the future. So I hope when they have that meeting on the 31st, there'll be people coming there, at least all the baby elders coming to put in their put in their ideas or whatever. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, so next Wednesday, May 31st at 2 p.m., we have a language revitalization meeting. All are welcome to come. Uh, we've I've gotten messages from Nicholas Deshaw and Randy Gresick from down uh, in the cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul area. They want to show up mm-hmm. and offer their input and their what they think. Uh, so, you know, so I'm hoping for a good turnout. Um, my, I just want to be able to sit there, ask questions, because I think Charles Grola too expressed interest in coming. Mm-hmm. And um, these guys have, like you, you have 40 plus years of teaching the language. They have about 10 to 15 plus years. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just starting out. I'm just, I have six months under my belt. So, I just want to ask questions and gain insight into what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, teaching wise you know or so I'm hoping have all you there I think too I'm, I'm gonna ask Bejan to come because he works with kids and maybe uh, Danelle she works with the Boys and Girls Club and maybe uh, Stephanie she works with Head Start you know she's trying hard to do to uh, do things with the little, the little Pity kids for language, you know, and she's she's really good good at it. We can ask Anne to come. She's at Head Start. Rhiannon Strong too. Mm-hmm. She uh, she helps with the language up in um, the Vermilion yeah. uh, teaching or the mm-hmm. daycare or Head Start. I think we just hope we have some uh, some. Uh, People coming, you know, even if they are from different reservations, come, come up and give ideas, and you know, everybody can, you know, maybe we will get some bit back, you know, and like me, I'm, I can feel myself getting old, really, you know, fast, and uh, so we don't know what's going to happen day to day, you know. Yeah, it's so important. That I think that people, you know, remember that, you know, we don't last forever. No. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, even just being a, a baby elder, I mean, I, everybody's got health health issues, you know, and so mm-hmm. very important. I mean, we've lost uh, so many of our elders, you know, at, at such a young age, you know, just in their 50s, 60s, you know, where... Pretty kind of lucky to have some that lasted as long as as they have, 
you know, and I hate talking like that, but mm-hmm. you know, um, it's it's reality. I mean, we got to we got to mm-hmm. get you know this knowledge or share what we've got anyway. And I like that Jay um, is doing those uh, roundtables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know I learned a lot uh, sitting down with um, who was that the Bukanaga guys over there in uh, Tower, even though they weren't. Uh, they're not originally from here, but they mm-hmm. shared a lot of their experiences growing up in uh, in a traditional way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could, you know, we're all, I like this, this, this guy that uh, everything he said, that's what the same thing our reservation went through about Sama, you know, this uh, uh, Amik, that Larry Smallwood? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everything he's, well, him and Lester were good friends when they were going to college in in UMD, and that's where Lester met him, and they talked back and forth, and, you know. But, like, there's a lot of stuff I I didn't tell my kids yet or my grandkids. And, like, something will, it'll come up, and it'll... I'll think, hey, that's that's right. That's that's what we did, and I never brought it up to my kids or grandkids yet. And I gotta, I gotta bring it up to them before it's too late, you know. Before you know, that's what they say. A lot of people, a lot of elders are taking things with them when they go. You know, where they never get to share, share them. What I would also encourage, you know, for a lot of the young young people that are out there, especially our young ones, you know, we have our phones, right? So you're able to record either on video or you're able to record on audio. You know, take those out. I mean, of course, uh, give tobacco and all that and ask your your elder or whoever you're um, talking with, you know, for permission, um, you know, to record. Because you'd be surprised how good the recordings are that come out of these camera camera phones, and uh, you know, of course, they're tuned to uh, the human voice, and so the quality is really good. It's kind of hard to to get some of these old schoolers to to figure that one out, but um, you know, it 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 is helpful if you can record and document or at least uh, keep in your family or if you want to share it if it's something that uh your elder is is comfortable um sharing with the community or or publishing or however it is but you know just talk with them i'm sure they are i know uh my mom right um she she just been like telling stories like crazy you know so we'll hear all about, you know, our uncles, her uncles, her grandpas, her, all of that. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll just be out of the blue, you know, and I have to go and reach for my phone and I, I put it out there and, you know, try to listen to her as, as long as, you know, as long as she wants to go. And then, uh, but that's, that's really filled with a lot of information that I had never known. And I know it. What's nice about it is it gives you a sense of uh, a sense of place, you know, mm-hmm. like with your own your own family and connected in that way, and that's what's important, you know, about building community is knowing who your your neighbors are and who your 
you know, your grandma and grandpa grew up with and, you know, how you're related. I think that's kind of missing here, actually, in the village, mm-hmm. you know, where there's families that, um, you know, have young ones. And then, you know, they don't interact as much anymore mm-hmm. like like in the past, you know, where they would call a, a community meeting, you know, just by somebody yelling out, you know, going outside and saying, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have a meeting about this, you know, at tonight or tomorrow or whatever it was, you know, and then the the whole thing that you brought out about everybody bringing their own plate and their own uh, fork and spoon, you know, the buck, uh, bucky, bucky, uh, baducky gun, baducky gun, yeah, and uh, so, you know, a lot of that stuff, I know it, it just, I don't know, it sounds old-fashioned or whatever. That's the way my daughter used to describe it. Well, that's just old-fashioned. And I'm like, well, you know, it might be, but you got to remember the maybe that it, it it is and maybe it don't apply today, but you got to remember why they did it, you know, and that was just to kind of be, uh, be with one another, you know, and to discuss these things as a as a group just like you're meeting next week. You know, um, for the language, it's really important that everybody shows up, even uh, a lot of the new new uh, people, you know, that, that maybe just starting, maybe they only know, maybe they don't even know Boujou, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on up, yeah. you know, and let us know because, uh, you know, there's a lot that we can do here on the radio. And, uh, you know, I would love to have uh, Charles or uh, Greshik, um or um, what, what was Nicholas. it? Nicholas. Nicholas. Yep. I would love for them just to do, you know, projects. If they want to do more language, yeah. if they want to do more talking mm-hmm. about the language or teachings that we could do right on the air, you know, and they could record them wherever they're at, and then they could just send them up and we'll air anything that uh, Boys Ford band members want to want to share. Yeah. Like that's what we did, Ted. Maybe whole Lester was alive then when we we went with other other reservations to to work at this school thing. Like how the Indians were low like low wages and dropped out of school and you know, all this. And we had this done at Malax and where all the other tribes got together and we were there. And we we sat in and, you know, they invited uh, people from different reservations that were interested in the culture and the language. And another thing I was thinking about was at Lakehead University. Every every summer they have a three-month course uh, to learn your language and, uh, you know, just work with kids in school. And that's where we went. Joanne was a education director then, and she got us all to go. There was just only three of us, though, that that wanted to go. Oh, four, Don, Donlin, Carleen, and Rosemary, Clara, me. That was it. Five of us went there and stayed during the summer. And, you know, and that we stayed in them dorms. Yep. And the education paid for our, our getting our, uh, our degrees and that's still going on now. It's still going today. Mm-hmm. If we had a good, 
Indian educator, you know, they could do that for the young men here that want to go down and learn, young ladies. That would be a good place for Stephanie to go this summer just to be, you know, then they would get her to work with uh, elementary. But, you know, the, we didn't have to pay for that. Uh, education paid for it for us to go. Mm-hmm. But I wish they would do something like that, you know. I think we're the farthest one down from anything on, on our on our and pretty soon when I go there, you know, there ain't gonna be well there'll be you and Perry and Jay and, you know uh, Squidge and Chaz, you know, yep. Stephanie and there's there's a lot of people out there that uh there's a lot of people out there that know the language, but they won't step up to talk it or even, you know, or even try to, uh, try to, uh, that's what I, I wrote on there. Um, Roxanne Gogolai, she comes and she'll t- I'll talk Indian to her and she'll talk Indian to me, you know, back when she's good. Brian Jr., if I was home every day when he came there, he would probably be know a lot because every I I talked to him yesterday, and when I'm home, but when I'm working here, he, when he brings my meal, I'm not there, so I can't talk to him, or I tell him a little story of something, and like I give him a teaching, and then he listens for a few minutes, and then. I'll tell him, Sinanungum, no din, you know, cold and windy today. And I'll say, and then he'll say, talk back in Indian to me when he goes, hands me my food. I'll say, me gweshke gibi nani wisine win. Thank you for bringing my food. And then he'll, uh, when he goes, he'll say, oh, giga wabaman, you know, I'll see you. And I want him to learn more because... You know, he's a young man. He should, you know, be one of our... I said, uh, keep it up. Use use what you know on other people. You will be helping to get our language back. I said, Nobody speaks Indian on our reservation. Are we ashamed of our language or what? Once we get it started, it will not quit. Once somebody starts speaking, it'll catch on just like everything else catches on, you know. Dandelions, I said, they're still sleeping. And, you know. Biji and Ago, they were bright, you know, but, uh, and, you know, just what little one or two words can, can, uh, start, start you up on your language. Did you, is Jay, who's, you and Jay are putting this talk on then on the 31st? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> well, I hope our, uh, our grant writers are there too, or anybody that knows how to write uh, grants. There is a 
There is uh, funding available that's out there. We just need to, uh, I, I suppose, come up with a plan or, you know, tailor a, uh, a plan, you know, to, uh, as a community, you know, and mm-hmm. show the uh, the importance of, of the language. So, like I said, I encourage anybody and everybody to, to come on down. And that's next Wednesday? Next Thursday. Uh, or is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. It's, uh, let me see, 31st. Yeah, Wednesday, May 31st. Okay. 2 p.m. Right on. Be there, but don't be square. <laughs> Should we do a translation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I got most of it. But Perry's going to do some translations here. Okay. Charles Garola. Nindaya Omao Danung Oga Kaning Oga Kaning. I'm at the back road of town. Minwa Namud Oma Minawa Ningwa Ningwanakud Ningwanakud Ki Kimewan Oma Numaya. So he said. It just got done raining a little while ago. Or. Zagameka, is that uh, mosquitoes? Yeah. Zagameka. Speaking of uh, mosquitoes, I, I wonder if anybody ever had a mosquito. Uh, we used to, they used to make mosquito tents. They used to call them Zagamewan. Zagamewan. Yeah, that's a tail. Uh, it was, we had a white one that was like, um, like a tent. Me and Squeak used to like to play in there, crawl around and, till we bumped heads and then my mom made us quit crawling around in our Sigimewan. <laughs> but Sigimag, that's a mosquito. Okay. Oh, okay. And his friend said, I understand most of it. Gida tune. So put your short put your shorts outside and then you'll chase the mosquitoes away. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> And then Charles, Charles Gee could do, Woyahe Nimbush Cup Oma, Nimbush, Nimbush Cup Oma. I burst out laughing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gee, that guy knows a lot of old Indian humor that mm-hmm. Isaac Kingbird yeah. and Charles, Charles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They do it all in the language too. That's why. Yeah, nobody really understands. No, yep, nobody can really mm-hmm. translate or. But yeah, because you hear the majawuk in there, like they're going away after going, they uh, they smell that. Yep, zagimeg is mosquitoes. Yeah. Da majawuk going go. away. Gakina, all of them. Or yeah, like, cannot all of them. Cannot all of them. They smell your shorts or your bloomers or something. <laughs> <laughs> so they go away. Binjamandan means like uh, smell something. Binjam. Binjamandan. 
Like when you said smell good, that's minno taguzi. No. No. Uh, minno maguzi. Minno maguzi. Magus is smell. What Another is word for minno maguzi is just somebody smells good. So when he says binji mandomod, is they smell? They smell. Yeah. They mm-hmm. smell. They smell gibetushis yuganchi muweguk. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, when I listen, I read there, I, I kind of have to, because they're a different dialect, but you can pick out words in there that, that you have on, on our, our reservation. Well, it's funny you say that, because, yeah, they are, they're, I think they're Red Lake dialect, mm-hmm. but you can translate it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. But yeah, I learned a lot from those two, yeah. Charles and uh, Isaac, because I, I try to make it like they'll do that once or twice a day. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll go back and forth in the language through writing it on Facebook and, mm-hmm. and all. Like I said, sometimes I'll have a little bit of trouble, but most times I can just kind of pick. You said pick out the words and then kind of just mm-hmm. fill out the rest. Yeah, it's. Like, uh, like I was saying, uh, you gotta know what wash is ZB, you know, and then you usually, you can see noggin in there. Wash dishes, ZB noggin, eh? ZB, you know, ZB, ZB gije. Take a shower, wash yourself, gije. ZB, see? And like, there used to be an old a lady, my friend's mother. Her Indian name was Zibikwe. River lady? Wash oh, lady. Oh, wash lady. Yeah. Zibikwe. Or it could be a river. Maybe it was river lady. Because ZB is a river. Maybe that's what she was, somebody named her. Lady from the river, ZB. Yeah, see. Uh, lost rivers, uh, uh, the river is ZB. Like, uh, that, uh, Emily has a little boy, his name is, uh, River. That's his real name. And, uh, when I went up to Brent's and stayed there, he would be there. And I, then I called him ZB. ZB. That's a river in Indian. And, uh, uh, Brody thought that was his Indian name, ZB, and he liked that name. Cause, you know, cause I said that means river, ZB. How would you say, oh, I'm at the river, would you say ZB gunning? ZB gun. ZB gun? Yeah. Yeah, that's all it takes is just, you know, kind of... Um, listen, listen isn't done when you hear an Indian word. Like, what did, uh, I forget, what, what, uh, we were, what, uh, like they said, Nanabuju. I can't remember what, they said that was a, a, a name for, uh, a Nanabuju. Wow. What does it, what is, what, 
adopted its name Otto in English. Man Bozo? Yeah, Nan, Nana Bozo. <laughs> they say that. I was, I read that somewhere. <clears throat> or Lester left that where, uh, oh, I can't remember now. I'm getting so I can't remember until I sit and think for a while. That's the thing of getting old. You can't think for for a little while. You wanna uh you wanna read these two? Read from here to here. Sama Long ago, which is a Sama uh, Arzukan. Yeah. Tobacco's past or tobacco stories. That's how you'd say that, right? Mm-hmm. A Sama Arzukan. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Oneida creation story: How tobacco was created. The excerpt below is from the Oneida Nation of Wisconsin's website, The Creation Story. This is one of many versions of the Oneida creation story. The Iroquois people all have their own similar yet different version of how creation started. Long ago, before there was any land here, there was water all over. The only things were the creatures that lived in the water and the birds that flew above the waters. Now further above there was land which was called the sky world and there were beings living there and these beings had supernatural powers. In the middle of in the middle of the land was a great tree which gave them their light. There were many different things that grew on the tree. This is where they retrieved things to sustain their lives. Now it was now it was that no one could cut into the tree or a great punishment would be given to that person. Whoever was caught harming the tree there was this couple and the young woman was to have a baby. This woman started to crave things and one of the things she craved was the roots and bark from the tree. So she asked her husband to go and gather this for her. He was afraid to get these items because he would surely be punished. He waited for the people to go from the tree. As they all left, he went over and started digging. As he was digging by the tree, suddenly the ground caved in and it left a big hole. The man got very scared of what had happened. So he went back and told his wife. She asked if he got what she had wanted. He told her he did not because he had gotten so scared. She was very upset and said she would get it herself. As she arrived at the tree, she saw the hole and went over to get a closer look. As she was looking through, she saw all the water down below. She did not know that her husband followed her. As she was looking through the hole, she slipped and fell. As she was falling, she tried to grab hold of something so she would not fall. All she could grab was some on the, of the ground and roots on the, of the tree, but she could not hold on and she fell through. As she fell through, the birds and water animals saw the light through the hole, and they could see something falling. The birds were appointed to see what was falling, and they found that it was a woman from the sky world. They sent one of the birds back down to the water animals to see which one of them would be able to support her upon their back. 
After they talked amongst themselves to see who would be able to support her, they turned to the great turtle and she agreed to support the woman. The birds went up to bring the woman down safely and placed her on the turtle's back. As the woman was falling, she got very frightened and fainted. She awoke on the turtle's back and all she saw was water, the birds and the water animals. She asked where she was and the animals told her that she fell through a hole and they put her on the turtle's back. She looked to where they had pointed and to see the light shining through the hole. She asked the animals if they knew where there would be any mud or dirt so she could mix it with the medicines she had grabbed as she fell through the hole. Some of the animals said they were not sure, but there might be some at the bottom of the water. First, the otter said he would go down and see if there was any. Then he went under water and was gone. Everything waited patiently for the otter. Or everyone waited patiently for the otter. Soon he came floating to the top, but didn't get any mud. So the loon said it would try and went underwater. Everyone waited patiently for the loon to come up, and soon she came up, and she too did not have any mud either. So the beaver said he would try, and away he went. Soon he came up with none and felt very sad. The woman told him not to feel bad and that he had tried his best. So the muskrat said he would try, and he went down. For a long time, the muskrat was gone, and they became worried. Then the muskrat came floating to the top with a little bit of dirt in between his claws. The woman took it and mixed it with the medicines. She then began to rub the mixture in a counterclockwise direction, and the land began to expand out. Then the woman began to gather things, for she was getting ready to give birth to a child. As the time came, she gave birth to a girl, and she was very happy. The woman and her daughter walked about the earth. She taught her about the different things that grew and what they were used for. As the days and years went by, the young girl grew to womanhood, and she was very beautiful. As she was walking far from her mother, there was a man that appeared before her. The girl became terrified at seeing this man, and she fainted. As she came to, she noticed that there were these two arrows on her stomach. One had a sharp point on it, and the other was dull. She then t she took them home with her. She told her mother of this man that she had seen, and of the two arrows he had left behind. Her mother explained to her that they were from Sky World and that the man that came to her was the West Wind, and that she would have two children. Each arrow represented one of the two children. As the days went by, the young woman did not feel too good because there was a great commotion within her body. When it was finally time to give birth, the right-handed twin came out first, the natural way, while the left-handed twin had seen light coming from her mouth and wanted to go that way. As he went that way, he came out her side by her armpit, and it killed their mother. Right away, the left-handed twin spoke up and said, It was the right-handed twin that killed their mother. Then the right-handed twin spoke up and explained to their grandmother what had happened. He told her that he and his brother were arguing about who was going to be born first. The right-handed twin told his grandmother that he was going to be born the way all children are born, and his brother said he was going any way he wanted to and he came out of their mother's armpit and his, and that is what killed her. But the grandmother did not believe the right-handed twin and took the side of the left-handed twin. She told the right-handed twin as part of his punishment he had to be buried. He had to bury their mother and angrily, angrily he started to bury his mother.
As he finished, there immediately grew corn, squash, and Indian tobacco. Teresa K. Barber, Oneida slash Chippewa, says that Oneida people still grow tobacco. The United Nations Organic Farm grows tobacco, among other crops, and provides it to tribal members, but does not sell it. Ojibwe people also grew it for ceremonial purposes, she says, and several Ojibwe reservations have different entities that grow it, as well as individuals. Mio. Okay. That's almost like that uh, story about that, what we tell in in, uh, Nanabuju about uh, how the little uh, Ushashk, the muskrat, went down and got a little bit of uh, mud and he saved, but he died and he saved saved and saved the land or the, I don't know I can't remember the whole story but that's that they you know other other uh, reservations have kind of like they're you know little different stories but they're all they're they're they seem like they're all the same like these little water animals going down and getting the mud, you know, like the loon and the muskrat and other the otter, nigig. Nigig is otter and muskrat, ojashk and the mong, three. I don't know, I can't remember. I remember that story about all of them, Nanabuju story, but you can't tell that in the summer. But like this one here is just a story from some lady that. Yeah, that's the Oneida. Their story, their their um, their telling of it. Mm-hmm. There's no mention. I don't think of Nana Buju in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna read your. Uh, you're gonna read them till you get them right, or. Yeah, they're right. I, think. I mean, they're right, but toward the Indian, you're gonna. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I have this uh, project that I'm starting very soon. Um, I plan on creating content through social media, web uh, to put on web, the web, our website, Voice for webpage soon. Um, language content videos, maybe like 15 to 30 seconds long that display use of language with like fitness, cooking, um, maybe cleaning, just everyday um, aspects of life, you know, and I have this core belief that if you incorporate the language in everything that you do, you know, eventually it'll, it'll stick. And my dad surprised me last night. He called after I got done playing basketball and was, tried really hard to only use the language and he did mm-hmm. I was really fascinated with that mm-hmm. yeah but he's good at it yeah and I just think for so long you know um, it's been suppressed for so long it kind of makes it hard to mm-hmm. open back up but the way he was speaking was pretty good yeah he calls me no matter what he calls me every morning and he's speaks he don't speak English he speaks Indian 
and I speak it back to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and same way with Carly, and I speak Mark too. He'll say, What are you doing? Oh, go in. Go in. I'm to go. I'm going to go. I said, That's all I do is sit all day. I tell him, Eh, yeah. He said, Chigami sing Oman and Noki. I'm working here at the big lake in Duluth. And, you know, and I try to talk to them in Indian on, on the phone. Or I, I, I just use words or like my cardine called. She said, oh, there's, uh, 15 elders. Um, Midaswe Ashinana Nachi Ayag. She said, 15 elders got together this morning, 5 o'clock. She said, 5 o'clock we got up and made, and they made 800, she said. 800 pasties that they sell, to all the elders sell. And I said, oh, I bet it's good to get to be with all them elders all she said yeah there's like 10 in the kitchen and they're they're out on the other side making making them pasties she said and they sell the elders sell them to uh, downtown and uh, she said they use that money for elder things you know when they go on uh, they go on trips of once a month or something like they go to other casinos or where if there's something good. But yeah, she bought up some pasties that she made one time and oh, they were good. They're homemade. Yeah. And I said, that's good to have 15 elders all working together. She's going in a shinabe Quag. They don't, none of them speak the language. Michigan. They lost it in Michigan. So maybe some. Whatever happened to? Uh, remember that one guy that came over? I used to work with him dealing blackjack over there. Um, oh, what was this? He was a young guy. Remember, he was studying with uh, with uh, one of the elders back there. Um, Oh, what's his name? He must teach at the uh, their uh, tribal college over there. I bet. Do you remember? No, how old? You met him one time here. He came to our community and he did a prayer down at the uh, whatever gathering that he was here for. And uh, oh, I want to say Justin, but it's not Justin. Uh, Howard. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Um, young guy. He's about oh. a little younger than I am, maybe about five, six years younger than I, I am. I can't remember names. Hmm. I'll look him up. I'll find him. But I know, uh, he, he's doing, uh, his best over there to, mm-hmm. you know, teach. Um, teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where they lean. 
worked in a college, and she would they shared they had her doing like putting English stories into Anishinaabe. Dale, that's his name, I think. Dale. I can't think of his last name. It'll come to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, she, they said there's um, like Daylene. They just because she was dark and she looked really like a full-blood Indian, they thought she knew everything. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I, I'm just learning too." She yeah. said, mm-hmm. "I know a lot, but I don't know. I'm not fluent." She yeah. said. I just know this and that. Well, the, the other thing that I like what they do there is they bring in uh, a traditional healer. Mm-hmm. I think he's once from, a uh, month, yeah. Once a month, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anybody that, that has uh, ailments, they can utilize the uh, traditional medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember... Uh, all this stuff's on the edge of my brain today. Maybe I didn't sleep enough. Um, but yeah, that's something I'd, I'd always like to see. I know out west they were, <clears throat> they were trying to get, uh, get them certified or licensed or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everything's gotta go, uh, like legal and all that kind of stuff, right? So they're trying to find, uh, develop a method to, um, Sanction, I guess, would be the word. Uh, individuals that that were traditional healers, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously you're not going to a, a university to get your degree or nothing. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of that, you know what I mean. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't like make it any more special. You know what I mean? That these guys are going and learning whatever western medicine and how to be a doctor and you know it's funny because nowadays it seems like the well at least for a while anyway i would probably say since the mid 90s they've always adopted a philosophy of listen to the patient you know because the patient basically knows more about what's going on with them than the doctor would of course you know so they always listen to uh the patient and you know you could go into there and say hey you know i got this going on um and then your doctor will recommend some medications right mm-hmm. pills mostly of course yeah because that's what makes makes money for uh mm-hmm. you know the pharmacy industry and uh so you're basically doctoring yourself when you go to these these Western medicine doctors nowadays. So, you know, oh yeah, I've got this ache back here, you know, or I got this uh, condition going on, or I'm not feeling very well, and mm-hmm. I got a fever or whatever. And so, a lot of people they 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 know what's going on, right? So it's like, oh, I might need some antibiotics or something along those lines. At least that's my interaction with with some of the doctors. And what I like about uh, my current doc is that she's uh, well, she's younger, right? And she knows a lot more about the latest technologies or medications or whatever it is. But I suppose that would, I don't think that would be true with a, uh, a traditional healer, only because they have all that knowledge, you know, and they continue to, to grow in their, their uh, practice or their skill. And so these, these traditional healers are just as, as uh, effective as uh, as Western medi- medicine or Western doctors, and so 
it's funny because I know a lot of people are reluctant, and I don't know, maybe they just use tribal money to fund that, mm-hmm. you know, having somebody traditional healer come up to the community and serve the people. Mm-hmm. Those that want, of course, you know, um, not everybody's going to go in that direction. So, um, and it's hard to, hard to say whether or not where that funding comes from because I, I don't think that the, uh, I don't think uh, governments have uh, come around yet to that level of, uh, of uh, understanding our, our knowledge. Or accepting of our our traditional knowledge, you know, because a lot of this stuff, you know, like when uh, COVID broke out, right? There's, they're saying, oh yeah, sage, or, uh, you know, uh, I, that word was always in my head the last few days. Nuquesigan. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when we use that, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, nobody ever told me growing up or just. Anybody in medicine that I know, because I know quite a few people that have have gone to medical school, uh, they never really uh, stressed or pointed out that that uh, sage has this this disinfectant effect, you know. And of course, we use it for our our mental state, right? Our that smell and cleaning out and cleansing and and all of that. But there is an actual disinfectant type uh, of quality that it has. And so while you're burning your sage, you know, you're also disinfecting your your home, you know. Remember what I told you about Lester when a doctor told him that he was going to lose his eyesight? Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. He, he burned sage on a rock and then he put a blanket over his head and then he, he said he opened his eyes in there and let that sage go in. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, he went back to Dr. Cipollon. He said, what did you do to your eye? Mm-hmm. He said, your eye, is, your eye is good, he said. Yeah. And he never had that, you know. Yep. And that must be something in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing that happened to me at uh, Mizunobitung's funeral well, I've been having problems with my foot, and I was wishing somebody. I, I was. I wasn't. I was thinking of it. Gee, I should ask someone to go get me some fresh cedar. And here Frank comes by. Frank Bardo, him and Toodles. They talked to me, and Frank said, "Hey," he said, "Do you want any cedar?" He said, "I got. I took some. Uh, I took some, or I have some at my house that." That, that broke off or something. Yeah, I said, he said, I'll bring it tomorrow. And then the next day, he, Anthony was outside, and then Frank bought that cedar. So yesterday, I I went down my basement, which I shouldn't have because I, I yeah. walked the big, <laughs> long stairs. Yeah. So I went down there, and I got my medicine, my medicine pail, and I... I went out and I took a bunch of that cedar off that branch and I boiled it. I used spring water. Mm-hmm. And then I, I soaked my foot. I boiled it and let it cool. Just Then I soaked my foot last night because 
my foot bothers me when I go to bed and and I was thinking, hey, how did Frank know I needed cedar? Mm-hmm. And so I still have that on my stove. So when I go back again this afternoon, I'm going to warm it up again and then soak my foot again and, yeah. and, and that cedar before it gets too bad. Yeah. But, yeah, there's nobody believes. you got to believe in the medicine before you... It'll work. Well, the thing about it is, uh, they, you know, modern medicine or researchers have never really looked at it, you know, for what we've used it for. I mean, they've heard stories and stuff, but it's like, oh, yeah, burn sage and you're going to, you know, it's going to kill bacteria and it's going to do this. And it, it just never crossed their mind to do that kind of research. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that was something that, that we knew. Um but it's it's just now coming around, and so you know, um, COVID was the thing that kind of brought that whole uh, quality out about it, you know. And so I feel really good when I burn my my sage, you know, and I put it out there. I, you know, I ask my mother to do that all the time now, and so that's just kind of how our our area is. And mm-hmm. you know, I, of course, you don't want no illness and stuff around there, you know. Of course, we still use disinfectant, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. yeah. wipe down our door handles and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it helps just to know that, you know, the air that we're we're using is uh, has been cleansed, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a, a spiritual thing, yeah. you know, which I think people have or Western people have that view of us. Like, oh, yeah, that's... That's voodoo. That's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of uh, magical thing, you know. But I mm-hmm. think or they're like coming. Witchcraft. Yeah, witchcraft. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, I, you know, and it's crazy because that's all perpetuated or um, like it, it, it's been brought to the forefront because of the church, you know. And the church has really demonized uh pretty much everything about our culture you Hollywood know? too well yeah yeah they did a, they did a lot of damage <laughs> especially John Wayne no he's <laughs> <laughs> the Lone Ranger and the Lone Ranger too yeah <laughs> it's funny you bring that up George too sorry oh great Graham do you want to say something I forgot what I was going to oh. say no. oh every time I go by the swamp I just look up at them trees and oh I wish I could get back there because that's good medicine for stomach. Say if you're, you can't hold nothing down, you can't, you want to throw up. That's just a stomach medicine. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could pick a whole big gallon of it and just keep it in my freezer mm-hmm. to make it for when somebody feels like throwing up or yeah. they have, you know, they have stuff. That's a stomach medicine that works. All you people speaking of medicine, all you people on Ozempic <laughs> that uh, get that queasy feeling or that nauseous feeling from that medication, there's another one that you could, you might be able to use to mm. quell that. That uh, I don't know. It gets to be icky. I, I was on it for a while. I, I think I did the first dosage, and then I upped it a little bit. And uh, I think I went one more, and that was just too much, you know, where I just kind of felt like, uh, nauseous all the time mm-hmm. and uh, of course it helps you not eat right <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and so you lose yeah. you lose pounds and stuff but uh at the same time you're just kind of miserable you know that you eat something turns your stomach just by thinking about it you know yeah, that's the way Marcy was when she was alive. She was getting just skinny. Mm-hmm. She said she had diarrhea throwing up. So she called us and, is you know of any medicine? So that's what we made her, that swamp, swamp berries. Or, mm-hmm. And we took her a quart of it and she didn't even drink that quart and she was okay. Mm-hmm. She, she was, after that she said if she quit having them feelings and then she started gaining weight mm-hmm. she was up driving her car and coming to net lake and that's how i know that and that's really good medicine plus we i tried it once and yeah well i think part of good. uh yep part of uh that whole uh process of uh, demonizing it too is uh is creating opportunity for these companies to make profit on um, having us only depend on the uh, the pharmacy industry. Take a pill. I mean, mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm currently on, I think I take five in the morning and I take six at night. So that's like 11 medications, right? Yeah, that's where I'm up to 13 medications. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff I, I do believe, I mean, granted, it, it's convenient, you know, and they have it available and... They've done the research and uh, uh, scintillated the uh, the ingredients and uh, you know buffered everything so that you know it's it's uh, something we can consume and uh, but at the same time you know you can go out into you know around us in in nature and find these same uh, remedies mm-hmm. so. I always keep that in mind, you know. I mean, yeah, it's convenient, you know. I just go to the pharmacy and uh, pick up my meds and rock on, you know. <laughs> you know, there's old home remedies, too, like what my mom and grandma used to use. She'd use pork skin. Mm-hmm. You know, pork skin, she'd... And then if you had, like, a blister or something... Yeah. ...in that, she'd put that pork skin over that with a bandage mm-hmm. in that pork skin would suck all that infection out of your sore. Then plus she'd make a dough Uh with uh, baking soda and put that on, she'd put like grease on that uh, that um, little bitty piece of dough like around like a quarter. Yeah. And she'd stick that on your and that would suck all that Hmm. whatever you had in you, it would suck it out. You know, my mom just told me, you just reminded me, she did a, a banana skin. Mm-hmm. She put a little banana skin. I can't remember what it was. I don't think it was a wart. I think it was some kind of something on her hand anyway. She she said she put that banana skin on there. She heard about it. I don't know where she heard about it, but she put that banana skin on there. And uh, she said by the evening, it, it, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of like that story I tell about uh, Adam Lusher. When I was helping a uh, doctor over in uh, Michigan, and uh, that little girl, she had uh, really, really bad warts, like all over the place, you know. And uh, when he gave her that medic, medic, uh, that salve that he made, and it, I don't know what it would have been made out of. It, it looked kind of fatty to me, you know. So when you said pork fat uh, or pork, uh, 
that's probably what what it, maybe what it was. I don't know if it was deer fat or bear fat or mm-hmm. or what it was. But he made a salve out of it, and uh, when she went ahead and put it on, he to, he told her to to use it. And he said, "Go ahead. I've I've uh, I've asked it to uh, to do what it does and to help you. And but you're the only one that that this will work for. You know, it won't if you give it to your friend or you give it to whoever else. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Yeah. And then also he said uh, one other thing about it was that she had to be careful about it. Of course, there was like a responsibility on her part too, right? So he told her. He said, "You can't lead this." open you can't you got to make sure when you you put it away that you lock it you know that you make sure that it's nice and tight because he said this this will want to leave it wants to get out of there he said but it, it's going to help you he said and then once you're done with it it's, it you know it's gonna i don't think it evaporated or nothing but he the way he made it sound it's like it's going to get away like you know medicine has like a spirit and yeah yeah. actually wants to get out or yeah do its job and then uh, get on its way you know so but when she used that but when she used it she just started crying like really crying really hard and I, I I was wondering what why and then she she looked at her hands and her arm or upper arm or lower arm and all them them warts were gone you know wow I know and I was just like holy am I seeing this you know because she's really shy about it right she didn't want anybody to see it right yeah and uh her mother was getting doctored for uh uh growth on her neck and uh that was that same thing that you were talking about where they have that black sooty in that case it was like really shiny almost like uh Mm -hmm. remember uh spider uh venom Mm -hmm. yeah that spider-man show it was kind of like that where he was like a liquid uh uh, being and but he's kind of like a silvery black oh yeah yeah and that's that was the stuff that he had sucked out of that you know mm-hmm. so and then when you said uh, oh it was just a, a, a sooty looking yeah when they, they liquid numbed away uh, Lester they used deer they used bones mm-hmm. and when they they took that he had a white bowl pure white bowl He'd put that bone in that water and kind of wash it off. Then he'd go to work on Lester's lung again. Mm-hmm. And he'd put it in there. When he got done, there was little black soot mm-hmm. all in that water. Yep. Like that's what he got out of his, uh, mm-hmm. got out of his, uh. Well, there's a lot of things that could happen, you know, especially when it, when all these spirits are involved, you know, and, you, you really got to be, of course, respectful, right? You got to use your language, right? You got to, yeah. mm-hmm. you got to be uh, observant all the time, you know. Like uh, they talk about keeping your hair really nice, you know, and to keep it. I mean, it's not just to look nice; it's mm-hmm. it's to be respectful, you know, about mm-hmm. yourself and to have that pride and to have that. Um, power, I guess, that power that it gives you. And so I don't know if people really know about why we we have our hair in such a way, but that's what it is. It just it it's part of us that we we have pride in, and that shows our own self-respect. 
mm-hmm. you know, when when we uh, interact with one another. So, uh, so she's the big power boss over there. Okay, all right, we're back. Uh, we got about 18 minutes, 18 and a half yeah. minutes to go here. And uh, we'll get rolling. What did you guys figure out then? Where do you want to go? You got some oh. stuff you want to cover? Oh, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about this, what what we could cover on our, uh, at that meeting. Uh, you know, the, Perry should have invited a lot of other, well, him and Jay could have. Well, they still could, you know, invite invite other people, you know, just talk to them and tell them you want to come. And I think a lot a lot of stuff should be talked about, like the school board era, um, fear, suicide, alcoholism, and drug abuse, loss of identity, racism, education, employment. You know, all of this should be, well, and then, you know, get, well, I don't think we're ever going to get, get rid of uh, that wage, mortality rate, reservation and urban life, assimilation, treaties, trusts, socially, blood qualm, Chippewa, on, Ojibwe and Anishinaabe. We we all should be Anishinaabe. We have our own language, customs, and traditions. Anishinaabe means we were here first. No one knows which one they are now today. But that's a that's a lot of things that that this thing can be taught. Things could you know, although we never follow them, you know. We are not looking at the, we, we are not looking at the future for our children, grandchildren, or great-grandchildren. If we lose our language, we will, we will not get any help from the federal cover, government. Language is one of the four legs of sovereignty. Language comes first. Land, blood quantum, self-governance. Well, you know, even probably if we if we do have this, you know, I don't. It's change is hard, you know. It, yeah, and uh, change the way I've seen things happening recently. You know, I think it was about almost eight years ago, five years ago. You know, I belonged to a group of, uh, or KVFT belongs to a group of uh, radio stations. You know, community stations uh, that uh, seventeen or. 16 other stations and that's one of the things that uh, you know they've been really observant about is uh, what happens in the the state legislature and uh, at that time it was uh, predicted that there would be a lot more um, focus on Native American issues like mm-hmm. you're talking about the economic and the education and uh, mm-hmm. all of that so health especially and uh so I think what what is going on is that they are making uh, uh, monies available for tribes to 
develop these these uh, wish lists, you know, mm-hmm. that we want. And uh, like I said, it's important that everybody gets up and in uh, shares their opinion. You know, make sure that their voice is heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I honestly believe that they're 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 uh, they're sincere. You know, mm-hmm. that they want to make improvements in in uh, Native Americans' lives. You know, just because of the health disparities and and all of that. And I, like you said, they've always just used it as as uh, politics or just what do you call it? Uh, Lip service, you know, where they just say something just to say mm-hmm. it, and then there's no, no follow through. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's kind of maybe in the past, and I know we've had uh, issues with leadership, you know, in the past, way in the past, where uh, you know these funds would be available, and then they would only be they would only get used or repurposed by by our own leaders mm-hmm. you know what i mean our own administrators so <clears throat> either that or there's always this what is it we used to deal with favoritism mm-hmm. nepotism and all that kind of stuff you know i mean i don't hear too much about that anymore but mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's getting more educated nowadays mm-hmm. um i always kind of tease about it now uh, i remember i had this woman one time and she said do you know who i am and i'm like uh not really and uh then she went on about her education you know and all this other kind of stuff about her community she didn't say anything about her family and that but you know she's really proud of the, her education and mm-hmm. you know and i think uh that's important you know just mm-hmm. like ed, uh uh lester went back and got his mm-hmm. his degree uh Mino- Mizunobi Tung um, got his his degree and uh, you know like even my uh, like even no but I I shouldn't say that but uh, there's been people that are close in my life you know I wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily call them family but just close to me that have uh, gone on and gotten their their college education Mm -hmm. so now I joke because they they wonder what they're going to do, and I've been so impressed with a lot of these young folk. And I don't mean to be sarcastic or anything, but it it I just kind of compare it to the way it used to be, like way back in the '70s mm-hmm. versus now, um, where everybody it seems like most everybody's got a degree of some type, and there's a group of people like you're noticing that from economic standpoint don't have that opportunity or didn't weren't able to uh, put that they just had so many things in 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 their way whether it was uh you know um politics or or economics or you know what i mean they had to worry about putting food on the table and feeding their kids rather than going out and uh taking classes and all that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. so and of course, this this whole thing about um, uh, vo- uh, vocational training, vo- votex, mm-hmm. and people getting uh, you know into the trades, you know, like uh, pipe fitters, um, steel workers, carpentry, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's really good that w- we can. Uh, 
worked on forwarding our our population, our our native people, into these various aspects of of life, you know, and not just focus on universities and colleges and that type of education. Because, mm-hmm. you know, some people get no right off the bat. I struggled. I didn't know what the heck I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know. But I was lucky. I took enough uh, American Indian Studies courses, yeah. you know, that I could uh, get my degree from uh, UMD that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think this this uh, meeting next week is is a good opportunity, you know, for a lot of players like you're thinking to come in and, and share their thoughts about uh, not only just the language but you know Different a lot of these things, yeah. yeah these disparities and stuff because I know it's important to you mm-hmm. I mean you, you you're consistently bringing up these these issues and uh, I uh, I appreciate that you know when when we for me and Clara first started well we only went to the tenth grade we didn't we didn't graduate and we got we. Before we could get a job, we had to get our GED. So we went through that, and we went to Virginia. Some guy would come here every week, and we'd do our math and everything, whatever he had. Then we went there to take the big test, and we both passed. And by then, I was working at Head Start in that's why I had to get my GED to work where you had to have education a diploma and then pretty soon they start it start going up we had to have a chi- early childhood development uh, paper so they gave us we went we got training for that they were called a CDA and we got that and it kept on, you know, going. They wanted more. Seemed like the uh, college. Uh, they wanted us to go to college, like. But then, me and her and your ma, then we went to Lakehead University for the summer to get our degrees in teaching. And then that's as far as I went. That, and I worked until, till I was like 41 years. I worked in early childhood and then but uh, back then you know and back then you know well I know you know things change from day to day you know they get except for some things that that don't change especially our Indian way of life you know and uh, but you know there's nothing we can do about it and you know well I think uh, I think we need to assert our, our uh, I don't want to say our sovereignty, but we need to assert our our way of life, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and stress what it is that's going to carry us through. And we define that, you know, and the, uh, the government, uh, whether it's on the state level, they're kind of coming around, like I said, but on the, uh, the federal level, it seems that uh, they're they're slowly learning about the differences uh, and accepting those differences among the people that they serve. You know, so it's not just an American style. You know, and I think when people hear that, they're always afraid that we're gonna we're trying to be 
separate, mm-hmm. you know, but we're not. Yeah. You know, we want to be part of, you know, we taught mm-hmm. uh, the founders of this country how, how, to, how to be, you know, mm-hmm. and to incorporate a lot of our teachings into their their way of governing themselves. And so that's the, I think that's the, the part that where we come back around, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's an appreciation, and that's all we're asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, just to appreciate us. And that's all I want, too, is just language, some of the language mm-hmm. back, you know. You know, I don't care whoever, who all goes to church or mm-hmm. just so they can learn their language. You know? Right, yep. You know, and but uh, that's, I suppose, you know, that's if it's, maybe things will change in the future, maybe. Well, I think uh, the, more. the people that bring up these uh, separatist-type ideas, they're the ones that are the ones that want to see that, mm-hmm. you know. I, people just want to just wanna be heard. They just want to have some, uh, some input into the world around them that they interact with, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all that, that uh, people are asking for. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it should be just a, a basic human right, you know, mm-hmm. that, that uh, yeah, we have our own language, we have our own ways, you know, but we understand that we're part of this larger, you know, country, this larger whatever it is that's out there. But just to say, hey, um, we appreciate everything that you've, you've provided for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's kind of the reason why they're coming back to us again is just to, they've kind of, they're kind of losing their direction or, you know what I mean? There's no more money to be made on, on, um, like even their movies, especially their movies. I mean, mm-hmm. they keep coming out with Rocky shows. They keep coming out with mm-hmm. <laughs> all these old, same. all these old ones that are yeah. just rehashed again, you know, like mm-hmm. some of the Westerns that used to be, uh, from way in the past, you know, like gun smoke and all. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to come back with that, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's why they're looking to Indian people or Native people, just because we have we have them same ideas we've always held on to. Mm-hmm. I know. I I walked. I went to the ser, uh, not the ceremony, but I went to the school the other the other day to watch the Dajon with the doing a, a thing with the kids, and I'm I'm so used to talking Indian. I, I met one of them teachers up there. I forget what her name is. I can't remember names. And she was walking. Be, I was meeting her. Yeah, I was going to come out, and she was going down. And just I said, Gigawaba men, I told her. And she answered me right back. She said, Gigawaba men, you know. Mm-hmm. And them them teachers must know a lot of the language, you know, because mm-hmm. they're around Joan. Yeah, missing no B tongue, and mm-hmm. you know, so there there must be a lot of non-Indians, especially the teachers that that know a lot of the language. Yeah, you know, that's that's uh, that we have, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said they should have like a little speaker coming up from you know when the kids come in and and uh, say you know say. Uh, Benogajeb, you know, have a good morning, and um, and be, uh, you know, 
I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you came to school today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll see you again. And then throughout the day, just have some little talks on the sentences, words going on up there in the, on the little speaker, you know, mm-hmm. like sentences. And I, I asked that years and years and years, nobody. No one listens to me, so. You know what, I, um, I said a thought passed through my head. I think we we got more work for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work with these kids. We just talked with uh, Boys and Girls Club the other day, and so we want to get working on some uh, some uh, projects. And mm-hmm. I just have uh, I have one we'll talk about here after the show is done. Speaking of which, we only got like about 45 seconds, so mm-hmm. I'll let you close it up. Okay. That means next week. Yeah, that's next week. There, see, I learned a new word today. Next week. C-H-I. Oh, yeah, that's next week. That's a week. There you go. Next a little week. gem for you there for next week. I think I said it right. Yeah, Oh, okay. You guys make it a good one. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your Memorial weekend. Cook up, cook up a lot of food and... Uh, yeah. Yep. All right. For more content from KBFT 89.9 FM Boyceward, Tribal Community Radio, view your local podcast directory, or visit our website at www.kbft.org.